Justin said, is there a band out there active today you guys feel like can leave behind a legacy like their predecessors? This is the new Hellcast live stream. Hope you'll like it. We got a pretty cool show, I guess, going here. Because like uh, J-Dog mentioned, I don't think a lot of people know, because before here we were playing some music uh, by Sadistic Intent. And a lot of people, when that, that, you know, that main song comes in, they're always wondering, well, who is that? That crossed my mind before. I didn't know if there was people that... I just figured... I just assumed everybody knew what it was. <laughs> uh, but I, I do forget that, uh, you know, there's younger generation and there's, you know, there's things that pass... Pass yeah. everybody up, including myself. Like, there's bands that, like, I mentioned, and pe- um, people like, I can't believe you never heard of them. Like, big bands, too. And, oh, like, yeah. It's like, it's just one of those things that, like, uh, they just, they, I just never, you just never sat down. You know, for example, uh, I was at the, um, I was at Acid Witch, uh, what is it, like, 10 days ago or so, a week ago, two weeks ago? Acid Witch played Cleveland. Yeah. I was there, you know, hanging out, you know, getting to see the witch, but I was hanging out outside. The and, witch. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what uh, Flash calls it. Uh, so, uh, but Athenar was there. We're hanging out outside and, uh, we're talking about bands and stuff like that. I never noticed. You realize that he's never heard Cannibal Corpse before? Athenar's never heard. No, never heard him. He's never heard, not, not like he's just never heard never the heard album him. that you like. Never heard him. So I said, how's that possible? We're like, it's us. We'll see. I always know who they were. It's like at the time I was listening, you know, like Entombed and uh, Dismember. Uh, no, nah, I mean, Entombed. I think he said Morbid Angel and, um, he likes the first Deicide. And he was just like, uh, and you know, I was just, you know, listening to a lot of 80 stuff. They just, they just passed me up. I just never, yeah, he just never got a chance to listen to me. He's like, I was like, oh, maybe you should. He's like, maybe I should. I was like, yeah, I was like, just never. But I, I thought that was weird as hell. But I've, for example, like a band that I mentioned for me was like, except I know who they are, Balls of the Wall. I heard it, but I probably haven't listened to them the first time until about three, four years ago. Yeah, and he, never, would de- he would definitely ne- be like, like what? what? You're ever listening to I was, like, I was like, I know who they like, are. I was like, I've even heard cover songs by bands doing it. I was like, I just never, I was just more interested in checking out Death Metal and shit all those years. And just the heavy battle I did is what I heard, and I really liked it right then and there. It's just, I just never went on my way to listen to them and just, just, just never did. So I can understand that. I think everybody has those bands. Some of, some of the tough guys might be like, I ain't got that. It's like, if you really dig deep down, you might, you know, because yeah. you probably do. Yeah, you probably Well, We were going to talk about bands of the greats and, you know, Midnight's and, and more particularly how to become one of the bands of the greats. Because I really think that there's definitely, you know, great music and people love that. But there's also kind of an unwritten rule. And it's a lot of it, of a little bit of just things that you do. And we'll kind of go on all that in, in a tangent. And, you know, Midnight was going to be one of those examples of a band that's kind of rising to be one of the greats. But he's I never heard cannibal corpse so i don't well, know yeah but at the same time i mean uh at least i know he legitimately listens to the metal as opposed to these <laughs> other guys you know that are with the greats yeah you yeah know, like for example like uh I, I don't think it's i mean grand they got a bunch of bad albums under their belt but like you take like um david vincent morbid angel yeah you know i mean how, how many great bands that guy's he's never I mean, come on, let's just be honest. You know, he'd be like, oh, like he doesn't, know. you know, he's just, he's just one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's how many, how many great bands, but they're one of the greats. I mean, I don't deny that, you know, so I don't think just based on what he likes, does it kind of mean Motorhead is obviously one of the greats by almost everybody's standards. 
we don't need to go over that guy's musical uh, taste again, right? You know, he didn't. He definitely don't know who Citizen Kane is. Yeah, right. you know, I guarantee he doesn't know who sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, what kind of even put this whole conversation of the greats into my head in the first place was uh, giving a shout out to Alexander, a longtime Hellcast listener, for bringing up a topic idea, and I've kind of segued up off of this. But first and foremost, we'll address it the way that he put it: Is it better to be a band that puts out a few demos, an album, maybe two, and have great cult status among the hardcore fan base and then break up and disappear into obscurity or be a band that starts out obscure, then changes their sound to become more acceptable to then grow with eight plus albums and a 20 plus year career, but get labeled mainstream and only are truly loved for their early work. Now, I think that's definitely interesting because that could go in a lot of different ways, but a lot first off mentioning kind of that band that changes their sound and then goes and becomes a mainstream success. Well, before you, before you answer all of that you can elaborate a little bit because i mean i want to like elaborate on this because in any other scene you probably don't have to but uh in the metal scene you got all those 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 uh tough guys that try to be tough you know try to like out underground everyone the you next don't think guy they're tough they're usually not but the thing is is uh to change their sound to be mainstream is i guess you want to elaborate well, and become considered mainstream okay but as, the as thing, how he put okay it. with that being said the reason i think you need to elaborate on that I think that that's it depends on how, how you how you want to label it. For example, like um, a band like Tiamat, you know what I'm saying? Started off as Treblinka, then they did the first Tiamat album, and you like then they did God knows what by by their fucking fifth album. You know what I mean? Third, fourth, fifth. What they're yeah. doing, you're like that's that to me is unacceptable. That's not the tough guy mentality ripping on it. That's just like what the fuck are you guys doing? But somebody might say, for example, like let's use. Let's use DSI's example. I've used them just because they got a new album coming out next week, right? Right. To me, they haven't really changed. Yeah, they don't sound like the first album, but it's the same genre. It's still the same. You know what I mean? It's still, you know, Christ hating. It's still blast beats. It's still growing vocals. It, but I mean, and then you're allowed to, you're not, you're allowed to like, you know, the first two albums, not like the rest. That's fine. Right. But to sit there and say that they changed their sound to be more commercialized, to me, that's ignorant. I was like, how do you figure? Because they don't sound exactly the same. 30 years fucking later. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I like every Carcass record, but mm-hmm. I see why people hate Swan Song. I see why people hate Heartwork. It's like, yeah, you guys totally changed. That's different. That's right. completely fucking different. So completely changing to become mainstream, I think is unacceptable. And I don't like that. But if you just become mainstream because you kept doing what you're doing and your sound changes a little bit, but you're staying true to your genre. I don't think you see anything wrong with that, because in that case, like, you just, just honestly uh, throw Motorhead in the garbage can, throw Iron Maiden in the garbage can, throw all those bands in the garbage You know what I mean? Because those bands, you know, the first Motorhead doesn't sound like the last one, but it's the same idea, right? I would think. Exactly. Right? But they got very, you know, they got mainstream, but it's like what they stuck true and they just got, you know, it just got popular. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, they didn't intentionally change, or like everybody knows, Metallica purposely changed their fucking sound and selling out. That's different. That I don't like. So. I think I just uh, that needs to be clarified because some people, some people like especially like I said the uh, the, the black metal tough guys lump both in the same category. Yep, that mainstream sold out. Like they just like dude, there's you know the real ignorant tough guys. They'll throw like a band like Toxic Holocaust in that category. It's like they're exact same fucking band. You're not you're allowed to not like the last two and like the first because you didn't like the songs. That's fine. 
but to sit there and say that they sold, they changed their style and sold out. That's, that's just ignorant. Like that doesn't even make sense. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. Just cause he got popular. doesn't mean that's nothing bad on his will. He didn't fucking change his style or, or, or his, what he was set out to do to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's where the difference is. I think so. Before uh, I answer the question on yourself, I think at least people watch, I just want them to understand that, that, that there is a difference. Cause I, I honestly, you meet those people and they don't recognize the difference. I'm like, I don't fucking see how you can't, but okay. So going back to the end, like the, you know, having 20 years and you know, doing just a demo like, like first and foremost, if you're just doing that for the sake of doing it, go fuck yourself because you know what I mean? Like it's, what? it should just doing what just like, what? I'm going to be cool. I'm just going to do a demo and, and, and just, you well, know, honestly, be, I think the guys that, that do do that, um, there's a, um, you can look it up. Uh, like I, I've, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it was more so when I had to like look for images back in the day for HH. Yeah. And, like um, a lot of the obscure te- tapes we'd get, like obscure black metal. Um, those type of bands just doing it just to do it. It's uh, I don't think they ever go anywhere. Like, and they don't get the, the, you know what I'm saying? Because I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Yeah. Those type of bands. And like I said, it is usually black metal. You ever know? It's usually black metal on a lot of things. But anyways, especially <laughs> with that, uh, they, they're trying to reach a status of bands like Vlad Tepes, Mutilation, that those bands that have those that really obscure status, but actually did recordings. Yeah. So they're trying to like outdo them, like only do a couple demo tapes and like really like obscure and really like no information about them. But every time you do it, you literally like you're looking up and you get like, well, when I was looking for images and shit, it's just a bunch of nobodies. Nobody cares. It just right. seems like, honestly, I don't think you could purposely do it. Like no. it either happens or it doesn't. And obviously the greats that did it, that people look up to and they didn't know is like a band, like for example, a Necrovore, you know, right, did, did right. one demo kind of two, if you count that 88, that's the same fucking songs. Uh, that's debatable. And then there's that, um, there's that uh, partial live show that's floating around. It's, it's all been bootlegged several times, uh, but that's basically how you get the cornies, but everybody, you know, hails them and understandably so. You know, Incubus, God, God died on his knees was another one. But those bands didn't purpose to do that. They probably were meaning to do an album or so, just didn't work out. Maybe they got, you know, maybe they, you know, got somebody pregnant or got married or got arrested or got died. Or, <laughs> no, honestly, that's usually where it goes. Yeah, happens, yeah. yeah. Pregnant, married, or dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, and then, you know, throwing the towel and couldn't <laughs> do the band no more. So um, I don't think that was an intention. Like, we're doing one demo, we're going to be obscure. You know that's not what they were thinking. You know that's in there. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, now, now with these, like, you know, these 16-year-old black metal tough guy kids, yeah, they they have that, and it doesn't work. You'll, they never reach the status of a necrovore. I can't think of one. Well, I I think that's definitely the 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 the. the the very parameter or whatever you want to call it is definitely like you said, you can't call it. You can't be no, cult and cool no. if you're going to be that band. If that's what you're that is just it's- one album, a demo or, or whatever, basically of small uh, output, just a small discography. No, I think you, you can just luck out in that. Yeah. Sense. You luck out. And then that's the thing is you, you, you can, it's what it's what the, um, it's what the scene. What did I say before? The scene claims you as that. You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, Necrovore didn't push their thing and become popular and become an uh, underground classic, you know, cult classic. The scene chose that. They just wanted it. You know what I mean? Including myself. Just, I just think that's a really oh, good demo. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't, it's not because anything they're, they're doing other than just writing their own music. They didn't set out to just do that. They would have never known, you know? Right. And, and, well, I'm glad you said that. They just set out and just did it. Because I think when you at least, uh, Put all the bands that are of that, you know, one album or two albums, small discography, cult status, let's just call it. It is definitely 
the recordings that are what when a band was just doing it. So when you get to the latter, you know, the mainstream one and oh, and that's bad or they're now successful and they level that way and why people even kind of seem to not like it as much is because it lost just doing it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, would you say that that's a fair assessment? Yeah, because, I mean, they, they changed for, um, like I said, either the right reasons or the wrong reasons. I mean, the wrong reasons is just to change to become mainstream. Right reasons is that's what they truly were uh, set out to do. And, you know, it's like I said, it's basically... Like a Motorhead example, a DSI example. It's the same thing. It's just maybe a little bit more polished and just matured, but same style of music. Nothing wrong with that. But the thing is, is with all these bands, like how many people were out there that love the Necrovore demo? Like, man, I wish they, they would have done an album or so. Really? Do you really wish they did? Because let's name a band that was scared that I always loved. Let's take a band like Gorophobia. Yeah. Loved their 7-inch which demo, and then there was a live recording out there. I uh, loved it. They come back and like uh, they did nothing, nothing, nothing. That's all they needed. They come back and they do an album, all right, and it wasn't good. <laughs> so it sounds Sorry, like it. I didn't like it. You know what I mean? But I mean, they were being asked for because it was whatever Chris from Bloodstorm, you know, doing that band and a lot of people. I do another gorephobia, do another gorephobia. And I, on paper, I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. But in the back of my mind, eh, not gonna sound the same. And it didn't. And it wasn't the same. Well, that was uh, when I did an interview on Hellcast. <laughs> so, fuck yeah, check it out. So, be careful what you wish for. Well, Scott Carlson from uh, Repulsion, Repulsion was saying that you know, they would, they definitely wouldn't come back. So yeah. It's just like, because even the, especially Repulsion as an example, they, uh, well, when they did the, whatever Helga lost her head is the, on. The uh, Excruciation EP. It's great. Okay. Excruciation, a lot of people don't realize this. I didn't for years either until Relapse did that double disc uh, release, which is their whole discography, which is great. If you don't have that, Go get it. Just, just, you don't even let this evening end before you go get that. <laughs> Gotta have that. Anyways, um, the Excruciation 7-inch was actually like a demo, and it was four songs. When it got released as a 7-inch, it's only two tracks. So there are songs that were cut. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the the comment back of um, when I said pregnant, married, and dead. He said pregnant, married, or dead, all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's a be. real that's how you look at that's it. That's a real optimistic attitude. But I, yeah, I guess it no, is. No, no, like the four one no, Bundy, I guess. Really, no, pregnant, married, or dead. It's also jail. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because yeah. um, that was a line around HH joking around. Uh, we'll get into t- it's, it's a long story, but like, yeah, we're like he's either dead or in jail. Yeah. And uh, I was saying this. I was saying this seriously. I mean, I was saying it because it's kind of funny, but I was being serious. But you know what's funny about all that? If you ever think about it, like, um, I don't like, I, I used to have more of an interest, uh, maybe like in my teenage years when I was bored, about reading about like serial killers and shit. Yeah. And uh, it's still somewhat interesting, but I, I, I don't sit there and read shit. So, I mean, you know, but the obvious interest there. But uh, for example, when you have an active serial killer, right? And yeah. it becomes inactive for years, 10, 20 years. What is it that they, and they haven't found the guy. What is it they say? Oh, they think he's dead. Dead or in jail. Yeah. Dead or in jail. <laughs> and say they got well, I'm like, yeah, why? Because think about it. If you're totally doing something, like what we were talking about with HH, we have this person that's totally active and then inactive. I'm like, dead or in jail. Like, what else would it be? He's going on for years and years, and like you hear nothing. You don't even hear anything. Oh, dead or in jail. Like, what else would you be? Well, I, mean, I think dead or that's, in jail. Uh, that, that's definitely so one of the cases. There is, there is other scenarios, but those are, the, those are the two most likely. And the fact of the matter is we've have had that happen. Like, haven't heard from someone so their packs were getting returned. We contact them. You get called. Oh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell Please you. Stop sending this awful, yeah, awful he's dead. music here. He's dead. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I wasn't sending But I'm just saying, music. so like I said it kind of a joke, but semi-serious. And people like saying, oh, J-Dog being kind of hard and kind of cold. I'm like, it's just kind of the truth if you really think about it. <laughs> well, 
Oh man. Uh, uh, but getting back on topic to that though, um, is there a better to be? Yeah, cult and basically live on. So see, there's a really weird. This is an interesting topic in that when you slice it this way, that when you're kind of sort of a band that has become. You know, bigger. They, they, the, the sound changed. Whether, whatever reason or why that happened. Well, I'll say this. Let's throw this out there. Like, can like, why is it? And I'm not saying this before I piss anybody off because I'm sure I will. I'm getting pretty pissed. Is, is why? Why is it that the band's got to be really obscure to be cult? Like, for example, why can't a band like Cannibal Course be cult? Have a cult following? Saying like it'll just least you know they have a really true following. Yes, of course you're going to get outsiders and posers that listen. But honestly. You think Necrovore doesn't have any outsider posers listening to them? For sure they do. But another example, they kind of like throw themselves in there. They call them the Fiend Club or whatever, which you know all kinds of douchebags go there. Oh, yeah. Some Misfits. Why can't you say they have like a cult following? In a sense, they kind of do. Yes, they have tons of people. You just want to go spraying at their shows out there for sure. And I've been there, so I know. But I can see where the truth could come. Like especially the old fans have been listening forever. Yeah. Why can't you? Why can't those be considered have a cult following? Why do you got to be just a demo tape and in the fucking ground and no one's ever heard of them? The only people I know is who's got the goddamn singer's phone number, you know, knowing about the band. What, why, what, is, what is that? Like, why is that the only cult thing? Why can't a band like, say, even Possessed? Three albums, everybody knows it. That was a cult band. Like, say you're talking to your goddamn grandma who knows nothing about Possessed. To her, that'd be kind of cult. My grandma always knew tons of stuff about Possessed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, to her, she'd kind of consider, you know what I mean? If she kind of got the gist of them, if you're talking about them. And if she heard it, she's like, this is some cult shit. I can see some old granny thinking that. And understandably kind of so. But well, us looking at like possessed, everybody likes possessed. Like, what the fuck? That's not cult. But in the sense of the word, I can see why you could argue that it would be. Well, okay. You know? So getting, I, I want to go back to what's better and what's worse. But I first want to comment, and you just said, you know, why can't Cannibal Corpse be called or, or so on and so forth? Why can't something that's mainstream be cult? And I don't, I, I think it's just the very meaning of the word, mm-hmm. probably, that differentiates that and dictates that. Um, but uh, I think there really is definitely no better or worse. I mean, a lot in a lot of ways, you'd want to be the mainstream band, right? Uh, but I think that if you understand the difference of that, then you're definitely probably just a very diehard music fan because it is per the language. It is what cult means that gives it that differentiation. And so definitely blanketed, though, that does not mean that it's better to be uh, mainstream or cult however it has its its advantages and i think yeah from a cult standpoint you're kind of going to always you're going to breed a fan base that are just going to be people that absolutely love your music Mm -hmm. for the most part you know where in the mainstream sense it could be that because i think like iron maidens of you know, a wider than day example that I think a lot of people are just fly by night, but there's definitely Dyers. love it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, there's going to be that for a lot of mainstream, but let's just go non metal and say like a band like Nickelback. You ain't going to love that. That's going to be a flavor of the, the, the decade or the generation. Exactly. That that's like, example, like another huge mainstream band that, like, like, um, that you know, you have their diehards and then that's the test of time. But everybody can at least somewhat appreciate it, even the people that don't like them. It's like ACDC. Yeah. Because that's like a solid music band. I mean, 
Yeah, some shitty ass Nickelback. I mean, that's well, it's a bad example, but yeah. it's one. It's an, it, it's so awful and blatantly huge that you can understand where I'm going with it. Where, when a metal sense, it's it's harder to say because. That's one of the aspects, too, in, the, in this conversation, too, is the music you're talking about. And we're talking about metal, so, of course, it's all going to kind of vary and be slightly the same. But I think it's also subgenre-based because a black metal band is definitely going to have, I, and I'm going to even say uh, out the gate, more of a cult following when it's a cult uh, following than a thrash band. Yeah, because they're more, um, like, for example, of the uh, the cool thing about Black Model is that I do like about it is that the fans, again, I know there's posers and everything, so don't sway this to say that every fan, oh, he likes mutilation, so he's a Black Model fan. Oh, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. That's uh, what I'm saying. Oh, uh, what I'm saying <laughs> is that uh, the fans that are in it are generally more hardcore and really into it than a thrash fan is. And what I mean by that is, like, say, take, like, you get somebody that legitimately likes, like, Exodus, any of the Exodus album, even later Exodus, whatever, you know, some thrash metal, but he's not, like, you know, he's just putting on his fucking shirt for the day and doing his nine to five, and he just listens to that in the background, you know what I mean? And he yeah. truly does enjoy it. Like, he's not a poser. He, he actually likes it. A black metal fan, he's, like, he's going to go out and buy the LP. He's going to go buy the reissue. He wants the shirt. You know what I mean? It's more of the lifestyle thing. That whole, like I said, metal is a lifestyle for a lot of people, uh, including myself, yeah. to a degree. Maybe not as extreme as some of these people, but uh, it is. Um, but uh, black metal is going to stem more of that lifestyle base than like thrash metal would. It just just does. Uh, it's probably the most out of all of them, even more so than death metal stuff, even though they all have it. Like you got those diehard thrashers. They do, you have it in all of them. I'm not saying that. But black metal definitely has more of the lifestyle aspect to it. So that's why it looks more cult. Because down deep the the down and dirty is they're more into it, you know. Okay, I, I think to really assess it because Dread said and Dread, I I kind of challenge you in this or at least throw this at you to retort. Uh, you said you know to a grandma, you know Slayer might be considered cult. I don't really think it takes the grandma to think that. I really think that that's a prime example of a larger than life band that does have a cult following. I was going to say they, they, they kind actually of are. They kind of do and the only reason why they get a pass and don't get me wrong like this guy's probably born like oh, you can't say it about Slayer. Y'all trust me like that when Slayer did their final reunion show, the, the only reason I didn't go, well not the only reason but the main reason I didn't go is because the fan base there. I just want to fucking go in there with a goddamn automatic weapon. I can't stand most of those people. But what I do like about Slayer fans, like, there's, they have some die, die hard fucking fans that are badass. But they also attract a lot of those juggalo douchebags that have no business even being there. <laughs> you know? So that that those are the problems. Now, the ones that are cutting Slayer in their arms and shit, hey, those guys are all cool by well, me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that's, that's a call. Correct. Like, that's that's, a, they that's have a really call well, like, right down to like Just right down to, like, for example, like uh, uh, Slayer has a lot of bootleg releases and stuff like that, and those fuckers are freaks. Like, they'll pay top dollar. Just look on eBay. They'll pay top, top dollar for it because they really want it. Like, they really like that band. That is a call exactly. for Exactly. It's just... So exactly. like someone like Dread, he's getting a little skewed, which it's very easy to do, because you, there's a lot of d bags that listen to him too. Well, right, you know. So and so, I think that's kind of sort of where this cult mainstream thing 
well, when you're mainstream, where you it's not necessarily bad, and you just kind of sort of um, obtained it through doing your thing, is because you're kind of like a slayer. You're one of those bands that you're maintaining this cult following. Mm-hmm. People willing to cut your name into their arm. They love you so much. Uh, but you're really kind of progressing at the same time. You're changing your sound. Yeah, but honestly, and you're you doing it for always, whatever I, reason or another. You know, truth be told, with Slayer, uh, majority of their albums I don't like. Yeah. Um, I, I actually I only like the first three. Even South of Heaven is kind of boring for me. But I love the first three. Big big fan of the first three. But they're a band that I always still had a degree of respect for. Even the, even their shitty albums, like the ones that, that everyone thinks are shitty, like Diabolus and Musicon stuff, because they kind of stood the test of time. And they just, they were just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, they did change and, but it's like, I don't know. They just kind of always held that to where like they were okay by me. The band themselves, the fan base can't fucking stand it. Other than Dallas, <laughs> no, but the oh, fan oh. base, the, I'm talking about the guys in the yeah. Manson tool and then they like slay on the side and then they're going to slip not the next day. Uh, those people can't fucking stand them. Just, you can drop a fucking Zyklo beam bomb on them. Can't stand them. Hate them. Those, but the actual <laughs> band themselves. You people are hated. Yeah. The, you know, uh, Carrie and T- Tom and all them. I know. I don't actually, I don't have any problem. No, like no problem with them whatsoever. We've definitely addressed the mainstream that kind of, you know, dwindle and have the cult status. And I think that's what makes them respectably mainstream. Mm. But then there is like the Alexander did or didn't propose, but I'm going to say it anyway, that you have the unrespectable mainstream, the bands that kind of just, I guess, do it, set out to do it and will, because mainstream doesn't mean sell out in a bad sense. Selling out is either giving up, giving in or filling a whole room. To I think the best capacity. example of that, the best example is, is Metallica. Cause I remember uh, it's funny. Cause uh, ah, do we have to talk about them? Though? No, we don't, but I think it's the best example <laughs> for selling out intentionally to change it. That's why. Is that, it, but that, is it, is it really? I just, when I remember, I'm sure you remember that when we were hanging out at our grandparents and they were in the newspaper, when that load album came out, that terrible load album, uh, and they, uh, they cut their hair and they were getting their little awards and they're in their suits. That's not acceptable because, for example, like a band that obviously everybody knows I love, Cannibal, I, I guarantee you that if they got recognized by the mainstream, like the main mainstream, like fucking on MTV and all that crap. They did. They, no, but I'm not in the sense where they're getting, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. Metallica. They wouldn't be cutting their hair and wearing suits and shit and fucking buffering up. They would just show up in an immolation shirt and fucking thanks for the reward and, you know, that shake their hand and that's it. Metallica, you could, t- and the music was so changed. It was so tame. You crown king, nothing. And just as the bad, bad, bad music, it was just so <laughs> obvious that, that that's selling out. And I just think everybody's, everybody listens probably like, duh. I'm just saying, I think that's the primo example. Yeah, you need to, you need I'm to, just, if you're going to have this conversation, you need to draw the line correct. in what is the difference. Because selling out when you're just doing it, when you're giving in to they, make they, a they buck, totally did. That's else, a bad thing. They, that's bad. That's what I'm saying. They did But that. they do have the cult at the same time. They do because they are, uh, you know, they're a long going band and they started at a time where they did definitely make a, uh, you know, they, they didn't, I, I mean, I, the real, the real uh, dick sucking fanboys of them, that even if they are true fans, they've been like listening to them, let's just say even since like, I've been listening since Justice for All. It's like, oh, that, that is quite a while. Um, I won't give you that. But <laughs> then you get some of those guys, like you'll bump into them. That's like their favorite band, which whatever, that's fine. But they'll be like, yeah, they created thrash. It's like, well, they're in the early days of thrash, but they didn't create thrash. You no, know what I'm saying? no, no. But I will give them credit. They were at, you know, they made a mark and, and did a lot. I'm not saying they didn't. But don't, you know, don't blow things out of proportion. You know, that's like saying fucking, you know. 
It's give us credit what you just did. And that's like, you know, and it's just, that's like saying fucking somebody invented the light bulb that did it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, he, didn't, he, was, he was around at the time when it came out, but he, he wasn't the one that did it. You know, yeah, don't same. be that guy. I was there. But uh, yeah. so, well, okay. I think that it is better to be the band that put out two demos, one album, small discography that was cult, and maybe like a lot of things cult, it meant nothing when it came out, no one give a shit, and uh, then, you know, it went on and people found it and loved it, and that's, because that's where a lot of that stuff happens, is it, it takes a while, and there's something about that, but when you're the band and you're sitting there and you're putting all your heart and soul into it, and then it does come out and no one does give a flying fuck, that's definitely where I would say the mainstream thing as the artist seems to be the more appealing thing, the, the you know, the objective to set your sights for. Uh, but that's, and that's not to say in that scenario that that mainstream is bad. And in, if you're going to even be labeled it or if you're going to be kind of looked down because then people are just going to be mad at you for, you know, being in a crowd of well, yeah, people I mean, they don't want to be speak, Technically with. speaking, I mean, and this might surprise a lot of people, I don't think mainstream is bad. It's just the stuff in the mainstream just so happens to be bad that they've yeah. gone to Paros. But the idea of it, I mean, honestly, like, why can't a band like, um, I don't even just say because I don't like all their albums. Obviously, I like the first two pretty much. Let's say a band like Overkill. Why can't those albums be mainstream? I'm not saying I want them to be, but think about it. If these people truly like early Slayer, let's say they do, that truly like early Megadeth and uh, early Metallica, and um, who's who's some other real popular ones that uh, you know early Anthrax. Why can't the first two Overkills be just as popular? I mean, you theoretically, the, it's it's you know the same idea. They, they'd still like it. Now, yeah. would that all of a sudden make those Overkill albums shitty? Well, not my. I'd still gonna like them. So that doesn't mean that's bad. It's just when you think mainstream and what comes on the radio, yeah, it's just it's just junk. I think a lot of people, that's the problem with the um, metal scene. One of the problems is, I've said it before, is a lot of people get into this because they're just trying to rebel. They're not truly into music. Well, not all of them, I'm saying, but a lot of people are. So what it is, they're purposely not liking it because it is mainstream. I like music. If, it, if I like it, I'll like it. It's just the mainstream shit just is garbage for the most part. But there's some good... I mean, I like ACDC. That's mainstream as fuck. Well, one thing you know? of it, too, is uh, that you're wearing a Discord shirt, and um, a band like Discord, they're going to have to do a lot of changing than yeah. the average Joe Blow band no, to become mainstream because there's no effing way that you're wearing... Well, you can't really see it. Flap that up a little bit towards the... Well, yeah, it, yeah. classic album cover. Yeah, That's well, not maybe not everyone might know that. Yeah, um, so they're they're going to have to do a lot to really compensate them. So compensate's a good word. No, no, there's right compensate up, themselves, yeah. well, their sound, but their That's image. not what they're going for. What so, I said. Well, right, right. But if they were like that, is because this That's is a cult band. That's not well, That's no, no. What band. it is, a better word is I, I think like I said technically you can say the Misfits is a cult band by the by the term of it, the fan base and their mainstream cult. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't consider the Scourge necessarily cult or not cult band. What I consider it is is an extreme music. Remember we're talking about extreme music? The reason this will never be popular is because most people will not like it. They cannot like it. Oh, I see. They can't get it. Yeah. It is extreme. And I admit, and the thing is, you're not like a wimp or something if you don't. I understand. It's not for everybody. I just so happen to like a lot of that stuff because I, I, it makes me happy. Yeah. You know, I enjoy it. But I do think there's but all— I get it. It's not for everybody. But that's—I so yeah, I, I get why the fucking— 
45 year old soccer mom that's driving her kids to practice ain't listening to the scourge. I, I, I understand, I'm fully aware why. Wouldn't that be a sight? Yeah. That if you saw all those little kids, yeah, blast you know, those like those little stick figure things that uh, parents put on the yeah. back of the, Yeah, yeah. They got the scourge logo too. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or worse, like you, you pull up to the car and like the mom's in the back, like, and then you just got the scourge. <laughs> that would be fucking great. I'd give, so give, give the Tony the Tiger thumbs up to that driving by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, hold, so, hold, hold, did anybody get the thumbnail? <laughs> That's my post there. The greats. But it, so the beat, but to. But better, yeah. So we were talking about becoming the greats. How do you become a great in the scenario that Alexander, uh, you know, pr- proposed? That I don't think you. I don't, honestly, uh, uh, every band probably thinks that they're gonna be once they start off. Like they think they're gonna be the next greatest fucking thing. I think you can't. I think you kind of sort of. In, I was about to just say you can't think that way. Which actually, I'm, I'm retracting that statement. I think you have to think. that Yeah, you want to be positive. No, that's fine. But just be realistic. But um, honestly, again, I think it just comes to the thing is. Um, Time and what the scene claims you as. You know what I mean? Because there is certain bands that I think is undisputable or the greats, but they get really overlooked. You know what I mean? Because um, um, just popularity is not going to say it all. But popularity to an extent is going to kind of say, you know what I mean? Like, um, it just is to, to a degree where you got like, for example, like uh, you got like most people, if they say that like thrash, I'm not, again, I'm not talking about the guy that thinks, you know, Metallica created thrash. I'm not talking about that D bag. <laughs> I'm talking about people that are generally into it. They, most people like the first few destruction albums. Would you say it's fair to say, sir? I would say, I would hope so. I would say if someone's truly into thrash, I would say 95% of the time they will like those albums, right? Yeah. yeah that I, makes yeah. them with, up with the greats because it's just inedible. Like you can almost like them, like them. And that doesn't make you a poser. It's just, even myself, I like them. It's just, it's, it's hard not to. If you like that style of music, you're going to like them. That puts you at the greats. It's when every true fan, for the most part, agrees Res- on it. Yeah, respects and knows or appreciates. That is what makes you great. You yeah. have to be, there's a respect value. And that's not just a music. That's I think not a better film. way to put it, what really makes you up there the greats is whatever genre you are, heavy metal, death metal, thrash metal, whatever, Whatever genre that you are playing, if you, if you could say without a shadow of a doubt, take every true fan, again, true fan, not the fucking guy that thinks Kill em All is the first thrash out, not that guy, true fan. <laughs> if you say across the board of all true fans of that genre, thrash, death metal, whatever, whatever genre you are, yeah, 85 to 90% of the time, you can say without a shadow of a doubt, put a fucking Benjamin on the table every time that they're going to say, yes, I like that. That puts you the greats. Because... That true fan base of that style is cl- is telling that, that well, they're, they're claiming you as that. Well, and it's and, and to be great in any scenario, like I was saying, it it's not musical, it's not theatrical. No, it's not. It's, it's just true. No, it's like yourself, of the word. Because someone could argue, someone could argue that possess seven churches sucks because musicians should like shit like that. But I don't think that the fucking thrash slash death metal, whatever you want to consider that, I consider '80s death metal album. Some people consider it thrash, but whatever. Right. Let's just call it a metal record, so there's no confusion. I don't think the metal scenes. I think the metal scenes going to highly disagree with you. They're going to say that's the fucking greats. Uh, I I agree. I, I agree with that. that so, that but I'm just saying you could argue. That. That's what I'm saying. You could argue in a sense. That's why I think the defining thing, what makes you the greats, is what the true fans of that genre claim you as. The fans will say. Well, then Not, I think, so put your personal opinions aside and stuff like that. Just do it if you're curious about anybody. Do a survey. Go to like Maryland Death Fest and those big festivals and go around asking everybody. I challenge you. Yeah, go to fucking like Maryland Death Fest and, and go around. Let's just use Possessed Seven Churches. Every person you see there, and I'm not talking about the fucking janitor or the guy goddamn, 
you know, uh, the janitor or the goddamn security, <laughs> no, the, secu- the janitor, the, janitor, the security guy or the guy serving <laughs> hot dogs. I'm talking about the people that bought a ticket, like coming in with a ticket, survey each one of them. Do you like possess seven churches? Yep. So I have a, so I have yes side, no side. Tally it up. I guarantee you 90% of the people are going to say yes. Or oh, so you have three sides. Yes, no, and also never heard it. Because you're going to get that occasional, uh, I came here with my boyfriend that never heard it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get a couple of those because she's just, she's just there, which, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? But I guarantee you're going to have 90% yeses. That makes him one of the greats. Dirk said the only uh, destruction he's really into is a sentence of death. It's great. Uh, but he still likes something by him. Yeah. Which, uh, but he said the only album, which Dirk, sorry, man, that is an EP. <laughs> well, that's what but, but again, when I say the first but, uh, one to four albums, I guarantee 90% of people are going to like all of them or something in there. Would you yeah. say it's safe to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, how the hell do you put on Curse the Guys and be like, this is a sucky ass song? That's, I don't know, Dirk, how did you say that was a sucky ass <laughs> song? Because that was on, uh, <laughs> that was on Eternal Devastation. Well, 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 no, 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 I, I like that, I like that whoa, song. Whoa, 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 I just whoa, didn't man. like the rest of the album. I like that song, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa. I mean, it was, a, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but, uh, um, so, all right, so we got all these, the greatness out of the way. We need to establish now the maintenance of it. Because the, like, the truth. The difference of mainstream shit is not having respectable greatness. What do you mean? Uh, you're not a respected great act. So, like, if you're a pol- if you're a politician or a king or something, you're not a great king. If you're Hitler, <laughs> you're not a great fucking leader. But if you're Kennedy, I guess you know. What I mean, you're you're deemed well, as greatness. I, 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 like, well, they so, are because that's the media feeds you. I I, agree, I I would argue that none of it's great when the media. Just no, what go I'm saying is, no, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what music. <laughs> I mean, well, the reason fuck. why it's not great is because it's almost like, and I'm sure I'm kind of wrong with the coming coming of this music mainstream. It's just I'm sure you kind of know where I'm coming from though. It's just like it was like. Um, it's almost like it was selected by fucking politics. Almost like it was pushed in there. This is what we're gonna sell. This is what the people need to like. This is what we want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know it's not that, but it's that's that's kind of how it comes off. It's just forced. Like for example, let's just say who's a who's somebody they play on the radio that just sucks total ass that everybody knows. What's what's an example? Uh, I don't what's, know. What's, what's something? Anything? Anything? Lady Gaga. Okay. Okay. I they play Lady Gaga. Love that okay. shit. But, they, they, but anyway, so <laughs> I don't know because I don't listen to the radio. But I'd be willing to bet it's anything. Oh, you it's, don't? It's, no, I bet, I bet it's anything like um, like rock and roll bands. For example, like um, just any rock and roll bands, they probably only play. So say she has full records, however many records she has. How many of her songs off each record they play? Probably one or two. Why the fuck are you only playing one or two songs? If you're truly fans of this, why aren't you playing all the songs? Like switching it up. Monday this song, Tuesday's that song. Wednesday, you know what I mean? So yeah. the same one over and over. Because there's people aren't a they're not music fans, and b they're just it's like I said it's, it's forced. And, then, yes. and here's what they're going to say. Here's what the, uh, the so, you know, politicians or whatever you want to call them in that, in that uh, industry are going to say. They're like, well, because those were the hits. Well, who decided what their hits? Who's to say that those are the fucking hits? Like, you didn't give the people the chance. You just put it on the You're radio right. before I mean, I, do, I, I disagree that it's, it's all just crammed down everybody's throat. I mean, there's definitely... There might have had... Know, been, there's definitely some... 
working up the ladder. Yeah, well, or that they they truly achieved a, a hit song that was definitely of the people. Could be, but I'm my theory too, but, especially when it comes to the teeny bop stuff. We, How much dick do they have to suck to get get to that top? You well, know what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm but, sure there's some I of that mean, going on we, too. We we have uh, we have established the the mainstream suckage. So to move on conversationally, we need to establish that once you're deemed great, you need to maintain your throne of greatness. At least stay in the same fucking realm of what the fuck you're doing. Okay. And I think that that greatness does not always become, that greatness isn't always maintained because of music. It's maintained with so many different variables and uh, a lot of them is like merchandising and how it's managed not just merchandise how your band is managed and how you know you really throw yourself out there because if you think about it Necrovore doesn't have a, well, of a course but do you think about it you can't really become great unless you are really just everywhere because you're almost not even a, you're, you need to have the awareness to, you know what I mean? Yeah, but sometimes people claim it, and I thought it was kind of annoying, and I'm, and I'm cool with the band. I, I mean, I like some of their stuff and shit. I'm not a huge fan, but I do like some of their material. But, like, I remember when the band Ghost started, I mean, they weren't, like, everywhere, everywhere. Just that album came out, and it just blew up, that first album. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it when we were stocking. I'm like, who is this band? Like, I never even heard of them until we got them in. I was like, what, 09, 2010, something around there? Ah, uh, I don't remember. 2010, I believe. Somewhere around there, and... uh Remember we got them as a brand new thing, and we just had to keep restocking. He couldn't keep on the shelves. I'm like, who? Who? I, I've never. Even, I don't even know what the fuck this band is. Like, I never even heard of them. And uh, so that's, you know what I mean? The scene kind of claimed them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I, whether they liked it or not, I think they just it was just inedible. Before we kind of get into more examples, I would definitely wanted to encourage the audience, the commenting audience, to chime in. Is what do you think is a component of maintenance and greatness? Do you think that it's always just quality music, or do you kind of agree with me that you know it's kind of how you manage it? Be that do you have a manager that gets you on major shows? Are you playing with the latest and the greatest artists? That you know that's your exposure, or if you're like where I'm kind of going to go here when we get back uh, after this little plug here um, in that, you know, a band like Iron Maidens and everybody's vocabulary in a lot of ways, their collection, you know, because there's a playing card from a lot of bands in the eighties and definitely for them or that they have a long box. So like what the hell you do with the long box other than get rid of it and so on and so forth. There's a bunch of different merchandise and and various details and details. Maybe I didn't think of because you've got it. So, you know, hopefully you kind of get know where I'm going is, that makes sense. The, yeah, but for I'm me, it's always it. the music. Okay. All the other shit. Well, all the other stuff is just that's just once you like the music, keep the fans happy. Yeah, just to kind of, you know to entertain them. But hey, I don't need to be happy if it's the fucking shit sucks. Well, you that, know? that's why I say it's maintenance. But before we get into that, let's maintain some Hellcast greatness of inform you of some awesome new music, and that is Cemetery Urn. Barbaric Retribution. I had to get to, didn't remember. Uh, J-Dog has heard this. Yeah, right? Cemetery Earn. Well, I, I was a fan of them from uh, day one, and the way when I heard them, uh, yeah, that is the way I heard them, is they played Cleveland here. What was that, eight years ago? Cemetery Earn playing Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Probably, yeah, they played at the uh, Foundry. It was the Foundry. 
and then the third album, which just came out like last year, so this this one came out really fast. We did CD and LP, and then this one, CD and LP, LP's not here yet. Um, I thought Cemetery Urn was, yeah, especially from Australia, was, was uh, I liked it a lot because it was more 90s death metal, which you don't usually hear that. You hear that, you know, the Destroyer 666 type stuff, yeah. the more, a little bit of melody, black and death type stuff. This was just pure, like, death metal. Um, and uh, it put a little bit more raw and kind of trying to keep it to, like, not like blasphemy and, um, you know, was, uh, like, you know how, like, Corpse Molesta- Molester- Molestation from uh, back in the day yeah. in Australia. That idea, but doesn't sound like that. You know what I'm saying? It's more so, like, it doesn't sound like suffocation, but it's going. It's kind of like that, you know, more like death metal, but just, like, more kind of, like, raw and to the point. And uh, this is the newest one. And this one's been... Uh, I think people are taking to this one more than the self-titled. I really like the cover art, too. Like I said, I've always loved the logo. That was the thing that tra- attracted me. They're like, other than seeing them live, saw them live, saw the logo and the name. I was just like, something really just attracted me to them. And automatically went out and, uh, you know, got, got the boy we Like I said, it was just the one album all the time. Cemetery Earn, good album. Cemetery Earn, Barbaric Retribution. We're going to get some Barbaric Retribution going on this live stream in the future. But here yeah, it is, available the, now. Shirts and CDs are available now. LPs will... Um, well, they're out whenever, when they get here. Hell's Headbangers, link in the description of this episode and live stream. So, getting back to it, though, we were talking about what makes the, the one of the greats, how to be a great metal band. And it's been said, you know, you could be you could be cult and you can. Well, actually, it hasn't been said. Can you be cult and mainstream, a respectable mainstream and be great? I think you can. I, I mean, uh, but it's, it's going to be few and far and there's going to be oh, lots of people are going to disagree with that. Because like I said, I use the Misfits as an example just because their whole kind of like you said, the merchandising, their whole fiend club thing. And the fact that they have fan, I know for a fact they have fans from like, even like the early eighties, you know, that still support them and follow them. But then you get the, you know, you get the little fucking the kids and shit that, you know, whatever, but I mean, it comes with territory, but that part's annoying, but I, I, I would think a band like that would, you know, it's kind of changed, stay true to their style. I mean, yes, of course they, you know, with the lineup change, it's like, Oh, the Michael Graves stuff don't sound like blah, 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 blah. It's still the same fucking idea, guys. I mean, it, 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 well, you, you're, you're allowed not to like it, but it's still the same fucking idea. Um, so I think it could be dumb, but it's few and far in between. Another band that comes to mind, really, like I said, is uh, is ACDC. And the reason being is because, dude, it, it, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, is their shit's pretty much all this fucking same. Yeah, musically. but I, I still say, man, there's a get like if you think okay, so there there's a band that would be kind of the more of the cut and dry. I, I want to stick with the Cannibal Corpse. I don't want to be sitting there with the hard rock and shitty ass Metallica examples. But uh, you know that they, they got a gimmick. So Cannibal Corpse, do they really have a gimmick? Uh, not entirely. They they just, kind of I just, just, I just, think, I just think the gore lyrics is yeah, kind of their thing because well, it the kind gimmick of gimmick. is less gimmicky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because think about it. I mean, how many other bands that started singing about that that are still around? You know, like, I mean, fuck, it's a carcass by their fourth album. No love lost. I mean, come on, guys. What the fuck is that? And see, now, Carcass would be up there with the greats, Mm -hmm. but they didn't entirely maintain. They kind of left and went. But the thing about that's like, so, so Recaputure Faction was 88 and uh, Heartwork was, if I'm not mistaken, 94, I believe. That's in six years. 
Take Hannibal. The first album was 1990, Eat Back to Life. We're in 2018, and they're still singing about the exact same shit. Same style of music. You can't deny that. Not be well, there's a drum without Barnes. Okay, so it's a different fucking frontman. Okay, it's a little bit better production. What the fuck do you expect from a band that's sold over 100,000 albums? Well, right. Of course, it's going to be better. But as far as better production and stuff like that, clearly. Now, if you like that or not, that's that's your opinion. But it, it's the same goddamn thing. When you're the greats, I really, I think there's a lot to be of the maintenance. And so when I was reorganizing my uh, collection yesterday, I had on display, and I've kind of even spouted how I'm not so excited about them, but an Iron Maiden Fear of the Dark long box CD the long box to the CD of that. And uh, so I had that on display along with a Misfits box set. Two bands that I do enjoy, but in most cases, if I were given a scenario of like any band that you would want to put on top of your rack, it wouldn't be those two. Um, it would be like uh, bands that, well, had a different long box that I could go to. And, and of course, there are bands yeah, that but do. I, yeah, but, I just, but the point that I'm trying to make is Iron Maiden and the Misfits are two really good examples of bands that figured out how to be in your face in any... I mean, if you're taking a piss at the shittiest club in town, you're likely to see Eddie or the... Uh, Misfits Misfits guy. The, the, Skull. The, the, yeah, Ghost. The Crimson Ghost. There, there was his name. Um, and, and that's power. That's power of maintaining to be of greatness. You're in somebody's face. Think about it. If you're leading a country and you want to be even a great ruler, like if you're J-Dog, you ain't fucking hearing about that guy because he doesn't pay attention to the news. But you hear about it some way, shape, or form because yeah. you get in every where and that's how shitty getting back to the mainstream the difference of call and shitty mainstream than respectable and great mainstream is that that's how mainstream people do and i don't know if this is a fact but someone that knows more about it than i do has said that it is fact that the mainstream record industry they when they take an artist they lose more money than they make because they'll find shit and make it great quote unquote by fucking just polluting the world with it buying billboards buying every fucking ad spot that they can just to get it out there and then they soak it up along the way that yeah they make millions and millions of album sales from it but they spend billions advertising it and they didn't reach the fans that gave a flying fuck and that's why in this day and age you can be a niche market and succeed because it's about the fan at that point and you can find that fan that really gives a flying fuck yeah. So I think greatness in a lot of ways, at least to be in that giant, a ginormous band stature, you have to have a great gimmick, and it might not be so evident as the Cannibal Corpse example in that it's not an Eddie or a Crimson Ghost. Who's their guy? Do they have a guy? No, not really, no. I mean, they just have a bunch of characters from the albums, you know, like the people recognize, you know, like the Hammer Smash Face Skull, that kill guy with the fucking, from the Kill album, with that little fucking knife thing. Um you know, the fetal skeleton, butcher of earth, but nothing like, nothing like the misfits or that. Just, you know, it's just the logo, you know, which technically have two logos. So I think you were onto it. That was the gimmick in this case is a less blatant one. And it's the one of style. It's one of lyrical themes, but it's still one in, in, in a lot of ways. I but think it's, it's the music too. too. Well, no, I well, think yeah, it's just, yeah. well, not because I mean, honestly, like, uh, there's no album that doesn't have blast beats. There's no album with clean vocals. There's no album with female vocals. There's no album with keyboards. None of that nonsense that people will add into it that they didn't start. I mean, if that's was your formula, then that's fine. 
but we know tons and tons and tons and tons of bands that did start off and they didn't have any of that shit in there and then they fucking start adding it. That's something to be said about that. There is something to be said about that, but at the end of the day, when you say it all, there is still a large margin that you're missing. And that is, honestly, you have, you aren't, that isn't going to be enough. Even someone that's going to love your band, that's going to love this scourge, they're going to love sacrifice. <laughs> they don't, they don't, you got to know, like they, they don't, they still might not know until it's on the, the microscopic sacrifice old English logo is at the football game that they were watching of the Green Bay Packers where they're from or love or well, I don't I mean, know where I got Green bands. Bay I mean, Packers. Even, even, even like the Misfits, I don't think we're on no Green Bay Packers. Well, I mean, if they did, it would definitely help get a lot of those douchebags. And that's why you hate the Slayer crowd, though, because those are the fat, those are the plastered well, audience. Well, yeah, they are. But I mean, those correct, are the ones that it's cool to go to. It's like what yeah. Paul Bailoff says in the, another lesson of violence. Yeah. I'm going to go because it's cool. Those yeah. are the people yeah. who need to be found, thrown out, and destroyed. Like he says it. Um, but it, it's so I, I think though that's that's an element, and that's what makes it really really shitty. But that doesn't make you great. And so the bands like your Maidens, like your Misfits, or whatever that if you agree or not that they're great, they still maintain they're they're larger than life because they got all of it. Well, covered. let's let's face the reality. The biggest reason they're doing that is because at that point they're running a business. They're trying to make money on it. Oh well, yeah. But they're doing it respectably because they're still giving you the good music that doesn't have the female vocals on the keyboards. <laughs> going by your examples, you know. No, what I, mean? I, I didn't say that makes it bad. I'm just saying if you did start no, off with that, it, they'll be adding that. It's a good close recipe of what is oh. going to be a gripe, what is going to potentially make oh, yeah. it bad. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's kind of where at least the greatness, in in a lot of ways, is where. It's going to be the larger-than-life greatness because that's the other aspect to something that's great. You can't exactly be a well-maintained, oiled machine that's got killer music if nobody fucking knows. Well, yeah, of course. So that's where I think having that long box of the maiden, having the Misfits thing, like some, it's it's whether you love it or not, as I don't, it's still in your collection. It's still somewhere in there, and that is, I think... Kind of the way to achieve that, uh, maintain, and you know, well, be you're that trying greatness. to, yeah, you're at least trying to claim that status. Yeah, because then you have the ultimatum. You have the the cult status that when it first came out, no one gave a flying fuck. But then word of mouth and years and time, it just becomes something that they discover and then they love. And especially when it has that word of mouth and that 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 you know that just that that it. That it factor that, you know, people are just going to love it for that. Well, and part of it is, too, I think what like, uh, I kind of said it, what makes you one of the greats, too, is when you look at your fan base, how many of them are from, like, not that age matters, but it does at the same time. What I get at, for example, how many people do you th- think listen to take, take a terrible band like Mushroomhead? How many, <laughs> how many people, how many people over the age of 30, and I'm sure there's people listen to that band. You know, they're 50s, 60s. You know what I'm saying? What I'm getting at is because a lot of those people drop off. And when I say yeah, listen yeah. to them, I'm not saying, for example, like, well, no, I know this guy, he's 40. And listen to them. Like, does he listen to him? Or did he used to listen to him? And then when you enter the conversation, because he's got nothing else to talk about other than the weather, because he's a boring ass motherfucker. That's the best. He's climbing, oh, yeah, I like him, but he hasn't listened to him in 15 years. I'm talking about the guy yeah. that listens to him, listens to him. Well, you How are. How many of their fans do they have fans? 
that have been listening for 20 but, years straight still listening to them. See, well, but what, what I'm getting at is these dickheads drop off and they get new ones of the same age demographic, probably between ages 15 and fucking 30, somewhere in there. When they grow up, they stop listening to that junk. When it comes to stuff like Maiden and stuff, I know for a fact you can find tons of people in their 50s and shit that have been listening to them for 30 fucking years. That right. makes you the greats, too, because... It was a. It's not just a fad. It's not just a uh, you know a flash in the pan. Now, right. Yeah. One hundred percent. So. Um. And you can't exactly dismiss those fans that we don't like. That 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 old guy. That yeah. He lo- I love Power Slayer. It's so great. And then you know he hasn't heard Final Frontier or whatever. I tell. Um. You know. Because still, that's why he's, it's still relevant in his mind, because they did it right. But the difference is, too, the guy that's power slave out of the loop, even though we'll kind of rip on those guys here and there, where I don't rip on him is he's not a guy that, yeah, I used to have that. He still has it, and he still plays it. Whatever That's a guy. Well, no, because there's a huge fucking difference. There is. I'm telling you right now, that mushroom head example I'm giving out, I'm telling you right now, you can find some D-bag that says he listens to him. Like, Really? And if he was to give you an honest answer, when was the last time you listened to him? Oh, I was like, shit, man. I was in high school. Exactly. Like, well, you don't listen to him anymore. You used to listen. But like, You're just so a fucking poser. That don't count. I'm not talking about that. He's, of course, because he's trying to fit in, because he's met somebody that does like him currently. He's claiming he likes someone that, that, that's, that's not listening to him, dude. That's like I, something I haven't listened to in 10 years. I don't claim to be a fan of. Yeah. But like something like Bathroom, I saw someone uh, post uh, like on Facebook or something how they were excited, like that there was clearly a really, really young girl that was sporting a Bathory shirt and was definitely not even a fucking cum stain when when that album was coming out. Um, And so the fact that that's like living on 30 some years later when the guy's even dead, that's a good example of greatness that's achieved through the power of its music. But if you think about it, it's still got a lot of the recipe of what I've said, where it's like kind of in everybody's collection, though. In some well, ways, it's or available form. because I think the the, the uh, scene made it to where you're almost obligated to buy it; otherwise, you're deemed as a fucking poser. Yeah, and why is that? And you know, and I I don't. Well, it's just time is original first time that where it was uh, the the amount of shit that the bands and influence because if you are in the metal scene, like the the black metal scene, the thrash metal scene, death metal scene. Virtually guaranteed, if you ask them one of their influences, almost every 90% of the time they're going to mention that band. Yeah. So the fact that you don't own that, you hear that time after time after time of these newer bands that you're listening to that started up five, ten years ago, you almost kind of feel like, well, man, I'm a fucking idiot. But it's, but in a way, that's kind of sort of describing one of the instances that I wanted to bring up, too, that when you're maintaining your greatness— that's kind of sort of the non-existent, because I know, I'm pretty sure, Quarathon and anybody re- representing um, Bathory does not add, there's no such thing as a Bathory fan club, but there is a Watain fan club. There is a, the yeah, Devil Bathory Maiden is a bad example. Club. I mean, they weren't like, well, doing, right, it's I mean, a good example at the same time. Well, Doug's no, their whole career is kind of like Dark Throne was different. The no but shows. It and had, just, so the fan base though, keeping it alive for them is kind of sort of the fan club. They didn't establish mm-hmm. or set out to achieve, but somehow got lucky and got, but the fact of the matter, whether they did or didn't do it, Cannot serve as someone probably would try to argue, but like, well, Maiden and stuff, they went out and they established their fan clips and they did not. That I agree, but that's they still kind of a sort of got had it done for them. And so, anybody that's even getting rising to that and is going to prolong that and become one of the greats 
is they have to have those components. And I think even slightly additionally, and not on every album by Bathory, but in a lot of ways, think look at look at what goes into them, a lot of those characteristics. Bathory Bathory, the, the, the yellow goat, the old English uh, logo, Venom Black Metal, most of Venom's covers, at least the classic era, very, very simple is the key I'm getting. You go back to your Misfits. Not so much your Maidens, but badass and, and simple in this reoccurring story through the mascot kind of aspect. And then so kind of take that formula and, you know, especially if you're in the live stream, you're listening to this episode on repeat and put that as a formula into any example you can kind of sort of cite and be honest with it and tell me if any of that is ever missing. You know, you could, it could be missing in the sense that I just said that, like, yes, Maiden set out and created a fan club and Quarthon did not, but equate it in that, well, they got well, diehard so, fans. So, it's, a a, fans it's, a, it's a little different of a scene, too. I mean, yeah, they're both metal scene, but, I mean, uh, um, put it to you this way. If I'm going to stumble across, like, if I'm, if I'm out and about and I'm going to stumble across somebody, like, in a conversation, if I'm stumble across an Iron Maiden fan and he wants to uh, yak my ear off about music, or somebody, or a Bathory fan, I'm going to be much more inclined to talk to the Bathory fan. Yeah, just because he's he's more bound to like other stuff that I like. I suppose the Iron Maiden fan, that being, it's, there's a good possibility that's the only band he likes that I like. And it's like in that yeah, case, yeah. in that case, like, well, do we have nothing in common? But it is always going to be because whether or not the the different different the uh, irrefutable difference between mainstream success and with cult status. And just cult status is that maintenance. There's maintenance. The cult yeah, status guy is not maintaining. That's always the, that's that's the, that's the business side of it. No, because the cult status guy isn't. He's just put out two albums. Like Al, going to Alexander, who spawned this whole conversation that's prolonged an hour. Uh, is that you know? What I mean, like they're not putting out more albums. Well, because they're probably like I said, dead or in jail. Well, well regardless of why. It still is what happened, you know what I mean? And so you the fact that they're sticking around on those albums that or, or demos in some cases going to the Vlad Tepes in the black metal sense and, and a lot of that stuff or or hell sadistic intent. You know, it, it's 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 a cult well shit. Sadistic intent. Is that not a bootleg? I think it is. Probably. Has a label uh, has, I mean, I, I, has I think a label on the back, but uh but I think a lot of their stuff is uh, actually uh, bootlegged, kind of like Necrovore. Well, the so there you go. Necrovore, a fan club. Got, just like a lot of Mayhem stuff, too, like Dawn of the Black Hearts and stuff like that. Well, a lot there of you go. Bootlegged because the recordings are um, they're just floating around in fans. It's released by fans. Now, that's a true, total, like, cult club or whatever you want to call well, it. Yeah. Right, but it's that's still a club. Yeah. And they did the band didn't establish it. But there you go, it, where I'm saying, equate it to what I'm saying in that... Forget the reason and the actions of who did it. It still kind of has a very fundamental formula, and that greatness has to be is main is never is not going to remain great through a mainstream sense, and, and unless it has the maintenance. And when you can find an example of your necrovores and your sadistic intents, it's because of the fan base keeping it alive when the band did not do so themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I think that greatness is achieved through maintaining you have to maintain well, you have to have a great great well otherwise to be forgotten about that's like anything yeah right? but a lot of great stuff is forgotten no but about. that's just like saying that's like any that's like that's like that's like human beings too though like for example after you die are you gonna be truly remembered 
let's face it, I hate to break it to most people, you're not, including myself. The thing is, is I think a lot of people, as a, this, this is a whole fucking problem. You are going to be remembered as the co-host of a podcast that could just not that's keep something his shit well, straight with his yeah. microphone. Well, that's if that's like, like people decide. The only way it would be, since it's, since there's something documented, <laughs> is if people like enjoyed it and they kept it going, like you kind of like you said, maintaining the uh, what what happened. Yeah, but I think most people. That's why, for example, like people like uh, want to go and have kids because they think, oh, I'm going to maintain my uh, our legacy and their family legacy. It's like. That's a crack of shit. I can tell you that right now because think about it. How many people know their great great grandfather? Can even say their right. name. I couldn't. I don't know who the fuck it was. I barely know our my great. Uh, I don't know my great. So well, I'm just I, to say I, what that be say. So that's the mentality that people think. It's like no, it's truly what you do on your own. It's not by you procreating. That's why people are like oh, my biggest accomplishment is my having my kids. It's like that's your biggest accomplishment. The same thing that everybody in this world does. That's your biggest accomplishment. How about what did you you do? The ghetto person having 10 kids, they're doing that left and right. That's your biggest accomplishment? That may be your biggest love, but it's not your biggest accomplishment. Anybody could do that. It's never going to prolong the ages of when at least the band is dead and gone or when those fans that gave a fuck are dead and gone because things come in waves. Things come in popularity, trends, and so on and so forth that if nobody's alive that cared to keep it going, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not even going to have, like, that fan club aspect of, like, people creating it for you, like Sadistic Intent Bootlegs, or, like, uh, you know, you'd have to then just be the good management Iron Maiden at that point who are still... If they stopped doing everything that they do did, they're probably going to yeah still be around, of course, but it's because they've left such a drastic mark. I mean, they're almost on your fucking water bottle, and that's what it takes in a lot of ways because otherwise it's going to be, like I keep kind of saying, left up to those people that cared, and that's really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. You that, can't that's, even achieve That's because you're relying on other people. Yeah, yeah, that's truly an achievement if you want to see one at the, at the very sense of the word when you achieve that. Yeah, yeah. And no, most people aren't going to. So, no. yes, you're just going to be that cult guy that's going to be coming around that in 2018 when it's popular to be reissued and shit no one's ever heard of, and that's just the pure sales point of interest. This is going to die off, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's always going to be kind of sort of what Justin said in response to your remark about the Maiden guy and how you're going to know that's probably going to be my band that he likes. It's going to have the kill switch engages and stuff in there. But And not to really go into the shitty gripe that we like to kind of go on a lot, but that just kind of shows you the dictation, too, that when you do throw it all together... That, yeah, you got a band like your Maidens that are going to encompass so many different opinions that when you're going into the sadistic intent crowd, you're going to the disgorges or even the sacrifices, bands that maybe not so much sacrifice, but kind of sort of at this point, made alive through, yeah, the sheer fan base, that niche audience. Once that goes away and there's no niche audience that's, you know, in their 40s, let's face it, those are the kind of people that are probably liking it. Introducing it to younger people. Well, once those people that cared go, you're gone. You're gone. Like it's going to yeah. be very likely disappearing. Luckily for them, I mean, not always. But yeah, you know but luckily they they're, they're had enough a strong push of a band like that that it won't be. But right. Yeah. I think Dirk really said it. You know, if a band can make their fans feel like they're a part of something, the fans will keep it alive. And yeah. you know, forget it. I mean, I've went through great lengths of explaining what I think those components are of care. But uh, take some work at the end know, of the day if you want to put it like that. It's going to take some effort and work if that's what it needs. But I'm yeah. not, not just. I can't really be on just one person's part. I mean, unless you're a person of like kind of like power in a sense. And I'm not talking power like yeah. fucking president of the United States. I'm not talking that kind of power, but like 
some type of power. Like you have a, a high up, like you own, like you know, you own a label or something of notoriety or something. You know, you're uh, you're very well known. Like if you're a fucking uh, Bruce Dickinson, you know, somebody of power in the scene. You know what I mean? If he was want to do it, yeah, one person can make a difference. But if you're just some fucking ham and egg or just you know. I mean, utilizing that branding, all that, those aspects, what that really means is that you're kind of sort of setting up an insurance policy mm-hmm. of your legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when you're dead, you can rest assured that that legacy is probably going to, it's either going to last a long time, and then what happens through that is going to be probably what keeps it alive even further, to where then that, and that's the difference between the mainstream cult and that being good. And better than just the cult guy that put out a demo and stuff. Because uh, first and foremost, let's face it, when you slice it like Alexander proposed it, where you're just the cult guy that put out a demo or an album, and that's about it, and that's you know stayed alive for the years through the fans, while that's all great and cool, that's precisely kind of sort of what that recipe is. Cool. Because people just say, all right, this is that one album, and they didn't get to really know you anymore. You, didn't, you never... You went into the room, you gave a good speech once. <laughs> you never had a time to go out there and face the grueling of the road, say something stupid, now everyone thinks you're slightly an asshole, and then you're redeeming yourself. You never had that opportunity that for then the huge, larger-than-life mainstream cults in the world, they have. They've branded it well. They've got the zillions of albums that are great or bad that have all these different uh, crowds it's the diversity, and that's the way it's going to survive. Because once the 40- or 5-year-olds that love the scourge are dead and not carrying on, well, it's probably going to vanish pretty well. Yeah, probably. Especially being a Mexican band. Not anything against Mexicans or foreigners, just that I— or even America, because that sounds like America's great in that sense. But, like, a world—like, you're just kind of in a, a demographic of entertainment— or just in a, in, in a position where it's harder to discover. And, and an extreme example, because I thought that was a really good analogy uh, to this all. You know, like, the, yeah, the soccer mom's never going to like the Scourge. They can never be just the mainstream. No. <laughs> well, I mean, is there a possibility you can hear the soccer mom listen to Iron Maiden? Yeah. Even though, I mean, does the soccer mom probably listen to Iron Maiden? Probably not. But it's possible. Po- I, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. She had some chronic corporate infest plan. I'd be pretty fucking surprised. <laughs> I'd be pretty fucking surprised. Well, Wouldn't you? Yes, I'd be additionally surprised. Just got impiety going on too on the side. If she definitely she had impiety. Oh man, why did this album title have to be the title? Because I have no idea. We, I, 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 that, this is one of my all-time favorite black metal records. Oh, I can't uh, frame it. There we go. Showing those badass guys at the back too. Back when they used to look cool. Hey, Shyathan might listen. Hey, I hope you go back to style, Holmes. Oh, he maybe went bald. Uh, yeah, no, no, he doesn't. Call, he doesn't duke it out in the spikes, and like he doesn't do the course paint oh. or anything like that. No, Piety. Uh, I've said about this. Piety is one of my um, all-time favorite black metal bands. This is their first album. We reissued it. We did a 300, three hundred, only three hundred. Yes, three hundred only red vinyls. Yeah, no, just one color only. And then there's a hundred picture discs, which in my opinion is an absolute fucking must. Show them that slick back on that picture disc with that band photo. So there's a hundred of these bad boys made front. This originally came out in 96, I believe, was the original. This is one of my actual favorite Black Metal albums ever, from Impiety from Singapore. Their second album, I like it even more, uh, Skull Fucking Armageddon. Um, hey, say the, uh, what, what is the, the, the title of this I album I never again? knew how like, to pronounce it. Aceteral Awilan. 
I never, to this day, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've been listening to this for... No idea. I've been listening to this album for like 18 years. I think I first got it in 99, 2000, somewhere around there. Oh, I nice. first heard it. Yeah, it was a long time. Been a fan of it for a long time. But um, Is so Hell's doing a CD too? Or or didn't didn't we? No, no I'm thinking CD's... of uh, Horror from Singapore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was really happy because this actually technically has been on LP. I believe it was... Uh, I don't want to throw anybody on the bus. I want to, which I have it. Um, I, I think it was Iron Pegasus, but I could be totally wrong on that. But they switched the cover art. It didn't have this original cover. It was this cheesy ass fucking thing that never had anything to do with it. It just looked like dog shit. No, no, I, th- I think it was Agonia. I think it was Agonia Records. The fuck am I saying? I think it was Agonia. Um, I know uh, Iron Pegasus did the original um, Skull Fucking Armageddon. There was uh, black vinyl, 400 copies, a colored vinyl. I want to say it's like gray splatter, 100 copies. Very, very hard to get now. Uh, which I have that, and then there's 100 pictures as well. And I bought those off Shiathan or Scythian or how the fuck you say his name. I bought those off him in the early 2000s directly. Um, so I was writing him back then. And uh, so, yeah, absolute must. So if you want to have a real sweet weekend, have a sweet package coming your way, go to Hell's Headbangers, get this goddamn sadistic intent and this impiety, and that's J-Dog approved. That's what that's the kind of package I'd be getting a boner if, over if I had it on my way. How about you? Well, that gives now, some now, I, now I know how to give you a boner. Yeah. I don't know, Send if, some I feel, some I don't know if I feel good about that. But, uh, um, well, I yeah, that's definitely great. Impiety, I, intent. I wanted to I read this because I thought it was a good remark. Justin said, is there a band out there active today you guys feel like can leave behind a legacy like their predecessors? Yeah, I mean, a few bands, a few bands that come to mind um, that could. I'm going to say uh, Toxic Holocaust, who I love. Midnight could. Well, I'm not saying these will. I'm saying it could. And the biggest obvious, whom though we're near as big of a fan of as I am, as uh, Toxic Holocaust at Midnight, but is more than likely going to, is uh, Ghost. That is it, I think. I need that Cyst EP. Yes, you do, Dread. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's your pack right there, your Friday. Bot. Yeah, there you go. Sadistic Intent and Piety and Cyst. Man, that's fucking total wood. Sell me some reason That's for some buying Crucified Mortals. I don't really have a reason. Go in there and listen to it, Martin. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, I don't give a... F- I'm not going to sit in there and tell you you have to because it's me. But hey, if you wanted to. But I mean, seriously, just go in there and check the shit out. It's free for that at least. And hell, if you wanted to download it, it's free. Just name your own price. So, you know, you could be like, this is so great. You know what? This is worth 10 bucks. You don't have to do shit. I'm not trying to ask for a handout. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Just saying the option's there. Yeah, the option's definitely there. I, I don't like to be that guy. Anyway, this has been Hellcast. I am Reaper with J-Dog. We will be back with a Reaper Metal video, and then we will be back with a Hellcast live stream the week after that. Um, so safe to say that every other week is when we do a new live stream. Every other week is when we post a new episode. And yes, this episode is, will be available at Hellcast.net. So go there. Subscribe to the Reaper Metal production mailing list so you can get uh, awareness of all this good stuff otherwise we will talk to you next time